audacity. All right, hello, and welcome to the Smoke Break. I hope you enjoyed episode one, and and we may come across some details of episode one later, but we'll see what happens because I want to get right into the the topics for today. But before we get rolling, I am with a guest today, Stuart Worf, who you probably you already know him. But Stu, why don't you just give us a little introduction? Come on, give us something. Okay, well, uh, no pressure, I guess, on this one. Uh, I guess. Uh... Wolf. I have been in SL wrestling for too long. It feels like at times been in uh, since 2009 at the end of tail end of it where I helped out with BWE uh, recording then took over the ownership in 2015 until the end of 2019 when I uh, essentially left SL wrestling until I came back the following year found a fusion with Becky and then uh, that's obviously closed down like last year. And then now I run uh, Smark, which is a clothing slash custom video and logo brand. And recently came back to VWE as the general manager. That's a short <laughs> Cool. Yeah, there we have it. All right. So that's all great. But I'm not going to hold back diving into these issues because I have a problem with you, Stu. And I need to know exactly go. why you hate me so much. No, I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though, we we obviously we obviously haven't always been on the best of terms. I'm not really sure if we I'm not really sure if we ever did we get along. I don't know. I don't remember. But it's not like we were like mortal enemies, you know. I wasn't like I wasn't like creeping standing by your bed at night with like a knife, you know. Maybe soon. But there was obviously I mean, I hope not. Well, we'll see. But there was obviously a couple of issues uh, between us, and it's probably best to start there because that's the fun part. And I just want to reference a uh, a specific area of VWE, a specific era, where I believe may have been, God, I have stoner brain, all right, 2016 to 2018, like that, that window of time when I was around and you were around as well. Yeah. And this story, it's actually been <laughs> discussed like a thousand times, but like, only in front of a very small group of people. And when I was telling it, you usually were not there. So that's it's interesting that we are now finally talking about it. And, you know, I pressed record. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, so you're all going to get the scoop. So back in time, we refer to this as the infamous call, <laughs> where Stu arranged yes. a meeting with myself and Seth, because Seth obviously hated me. But it was all over. Um, it was like a tweet, wasn't it? Like I did a tweet, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I was like, I was running the Lexi character at the time, and like, I like at the time, like I honestly, maybe you have a different opinion. I don't think you will, but I was, I was doing things right by VWE. Like I was, you know, I stepped in to help with creative, and I was running characters and alts, and my goal was always just to help VWE. And, and Seth, at this time, was out of the community, and he wanted to come back to VWE. And it was like under the ruse of just being like, he's like, you just want to come in as a builder, right? That was just something to start and. Uh, that the, was the original, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which we know that didn't stay the same, but, like, we had the roster had to vote if he was allowed to be back in, or, like, that's that's what happened, right? If I recall correctly, that's what happened. It's like, yeah. Like you say, it's been so long ago. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes details get a bit fuzzy. So back yeah. to this call and the tweet. I believe I said something in character as Lexi, which I, like, I truly remember as being in character. Like, I think back at it and I was like, that's crazy that it got misconstrued. But like his wife ultimately thought that the tweet was about her. And I guess yeah. with in, with him, I was already on thin ice. 
and and like was this tweet really about her like i i this like i said stoner brain i don't really remember but i remember feeling like innocent in the situation because you know as a heel like there still has to be some reality in what you're doing and saying like you have to play off reality and ultimately though if you're delusional heel in character you know none of what you really say your points hold validity if if you're you know, making it known. There's there's a huge difference between taking a shot at someone and, and just doing something, right? Just doing a tweet. And that's kind of what it was. Uh, I think she took it and ran with it because, you know, like they say, yeah. if the shoe fits, you know? Like, here's yeah. the thing. I'm not going to see you, Stu, tweet out like, I hate misogynists and uh, me as a person think, hmm, is Stuart tweeting about me right now? Well, obviously fucking not because I'm not a misogynist. So if you see me tweeting character and truly believe that it's about you, the well, it might be <laughs> because you're applying it to yourself. So anyway, I digress. The meeting is set up, right? I messaged Seth prior to this meeting. And actually, I, I felt like the more mature person. I was like 10 years younger at this time. I was in my early, early 20s. And I he didn't respond to me. So at that point, I knew exactly how this meeting was going to go down. I knew he was going to freak out. I, I'm not an idiot. I knew what the call was about. I, like, I knew it was going to be an attempt to fire me. And so what you didn't know at that time, which you do now, but at the time, uh, I, I ended up streaming the call to like eight of my friends who listened in live. And the minute that Seth, because again, I knew exactly what was going to happen, fucking, you know, predicted the, the scene that happened. And Seth, he immediately started yelling at me like a baby, like throwing a tantrum. And at that point, I basically just trolled that call for the entertainment of the people watching. And then I quit VWE the moment that call ended. Not that like it mattered because I was going to be fired if I decided not to leave anyway. But um, what I well, don't really know that. is like is your side of things because I only saw what I could see. Like I had only half of the information. And I'm sure Seth was obviously complaining about me or something. But I'm just curious for you, how did the call lead up for you? And like what was happening on your side i'm just curious so um what i can say is uh my intention was never to fire you um in terms of like from the outcome of that call when you quit i was wanting to try and patch it up but like in the lead up to that whole thing for me again this is kind of like fuzzy logic but i don't think it started with the tweet at all this was like in terms of like the way i was looking at the situation this was a more long-standing issue between two kind of groups of people one more so than another which you know was like the you know like just the differences of opinion where there would be clashes and yes like you said you know sam would sometimes get in her own head about a lot of things what other people were saying which really were just in character stuff and like the problem for me was like on a near daily basis i was getting you know messages about what the hell was going on with one yeah. thing or sam, is, thing. And sam it was, is pissed and blah blah yeah, blah it's yeah always, it, 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 it got ridiculous um yeah so i i when i because i you know with the call it's like this is like we need to like sort this shit out one way or, or another because i can't be dealing with this every single day like yeah. something needs to give, I and mean, it was a hail mary. Oh, it, oh, it gave, it gave. Oh yeah, because yeah. you like, saw that call and like. Yeah, it's it's funny because I've heard like stuff be quoted from that call, and I don't even remember it because the whole thing 
like in essence was a big puller yeah like like i i think i think you uh I don't i don't remember who keeps saying it but uh it's the everyone wants to hear it everyone wants to hear it it's the, the what, so i'm the, eliminate i'm the eliminator yeah. woohoo yeah because and literally yeah like, the other week i was like where did that come from and he was like I, yeah. What? You know, I was trolling, yes. obviously, at a certain point. I knew, like, I, I had messaged that prior to the call, literally, like, I, I did not, like, tweet this about you guys. Like, I'm cool with working with you, like, vice versa. So when he didn't reply, I knew that he was going to be hostile in the call. Yeah. And so the moment that happened, I was just like, yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I created some, I created a moment. Yeah. The, the eliminator woohoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It lives forever. So I had, like, there was four scenarios in essence that I um, saw from this call. One was extremely optimistic and wasn't going to happen, which was this would resolve everything. It was like a one percent chance that could happen, but yeah. it didn't. Um, the other uh, scenarios that I saw in my uh, head of the outcome of this, uh, one was that Seth's side would leave, yeah. and that would be quite, you know, like the various people who are affiliated with him. You might be able to figure out who I think that was at the time, considering who's not yeah. in VW anymore. Right. Um, but with that, uh, likely would have lost a lot of assets at the time in terms of like the arena, the, you know, buildings, yeah. this kind of stuff, and like probably uh, lose access to... Um, and um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And so that would have been detrimental in some way to VW in terms of like having to rebuild all of that up and it would have been doable but you know that was one scenario right the other scenario would have been like uh you're and having you know everyone who would be affiliated because it's a friendship type thing right so, a lot yeah. of higher performing talent that actually make the shows better leaving and you know and then my final point uh, would have been the truly nuclear solution, which was, well, not solution. The nuclear outcome would have been both sides leaving, and that would have just been a disaster. And like, I thought there was a chance that could happen. Right. And so I had to. I was the loss that was avoid. unfortunately cut in the situation, because like, it. Well, it kind of happened because obviously you left out of the call. Like if you didn't leave at that point, do you um, really think that Seth would have uh, like wanted to be in the same space as me after that call? Like I'm not sure if you're no. remembering how insane that call was. No, no, I don't think he'd stick around. I, but I would have probably made a decision that may have been different from that. But then again, this is also hindsight. But I think I would have probably. Yeah, you, you can look back on it in a few years, me. and like now you see like. Definitely now. Who was really who, and then you, for, you know it. Yeah. So it's looking back on it. It's like, you could have done this or could have done that. But regardless, yeah. it's like a thing of the yeah. past anyway. It's just like a silly yeah. thing. But the call is just like funny but, to me because I just remember like willing to clear it up before that call even happened. But I was the only one like reaching out to be like, I'm willing to clear this up. Yeah. And it, like it's at like, this time, I'm like, keep in mind, I'm a decade younger. I'm like, I'm about 20 years old at this time. Yeah. And like... Uh, yeah, there's certain maturity levels that weren't uh, yeah. connecting. Yeah. Like um, those scenarios who were in my head, and it's like it, it was like one regret I kind of think with the call and how I laid it out 
was they didn't kind of lay out the options sooner. Because I think it might have changed the atmosphere. But then again, it might have just led someone or both sides quitting. Yeah. You know, it's good. Drama is a fucked up thing. Yeah. It's one of the things I hate about SL wrestling in general. Yeah, and it is what it is. Like, like it's in the past. I don't hold it, any yeah, grudges, yeah, and people can yeah. be manipu- manipulative and shitty, and it, it happens. Like I, I know people last week. I know I get it. I said last week this podcast wouldn't be, be about drama, drama and Seth, but this lore yeah. was important, and we discussed this lore. Finally, it's out there. So if we're doing a podcast with me and Stu, I know people are expecting the tea on that, and, and there it is. That's that's it. It was not a huge crazy thing, but it's funny to look yeah. back on. Um, sometimes so like with all that being said you're how did you generally feel that your time was like owning vwe like how's the rest of it or how was your experience owning vwe versus like fpw interesting like, like looking back at the experience i had with vwe because it's you referenced that call and that was kind of like because i was thinking about this in the lead up to this uh podcast was like that was kind of around the time where i really started to begin checking out of uh, wanting to be in VW anymore. And that was 2018. So we're talking like two years down right. the span. But, you know, I don't want to like go straight into like the negative side of things because, you know, largely my, I've had- You can a, take a dip, yeah. In, you can take a yeah, dip in there. I've, and yeah, like it's with anything in life, you know, you have your good ups and your downs, but largely yeah. I enjoyed, um, my time in VW and the ownership type side of things. Yeah. It's, it was always kind of a weird thing with VWE for me because it, in many ways, um, kind of just fell into my lap when I ran it, which I'm sure you can't relate to. Mm. Um, like, I, you know, it was a case where, like, um, Austin Knight was running it and then he just left. And I was the VP, uh, vice president at the time. So it essentially, it was mine to then run. And I, it's interesting because VWE has always kind of been, I felt like at that time, a pressure cooker type environment. Yeah. And so there was a lot of pressure to not only keep the show going as it was, but then try to grow it. Yeah. And so those early, like 2015 through to 2017, I think in terms of like owning VWE was my most enjoyable period because mm-hmm. of the people who I was working with at the time, you know, um, like it, you know, I mean, in terms of my like close management team that I had, you know, there was, um, first and foremost, like the person I enjoyed working with most was Jackson Doom, then closely followed by Becky. And then later on down the line, you joined the team and that, you know, dynamic we had i felt was like when vwe when i was running it was at its peak and you had this kind of period of like newer stars starting to kind of shine through while also having like your more legacy talents like your Derek colts but then you started seeing like great storylines with like chloe and uh christina and that kind of stuff and then the stuff we was doing with pulse in the beginning where you were seeing this like refresh and that was enjoyable and then there was kind of that pressure again from there to like keep growing it bigger and make it better yeah and it's that's that's not realistic it's just not realistic in sl wrestling like wrestle series whatever what was it 13 we had like insane sponsors from like uh let luca and do it did nothing for us it's just not as like 
growing yeah. is not necessarily priority versus like keeping people happy like because that's all it's yeah. a hobby at the end of the day yeah and, yeah and that's yeah that's kind of like the problem is like you get to that point where you're like growing it for the sake of growing it's like it's like real life business in yeah some, some sense you get to a point where growing becomes the only thing and everything else suffers and yeah. so you have to kind of reach a point of being satisfied and that's kind of like the thing and it's like the problem with like the direction i took vw because i don't think i was perfect of running the place far from it but nobody's like, perfect but yeah yeah no one's perfect but it's like because of the way uh, that kind of stuff was happening in the growth and everything that was trying to do or just trying to make yeah. it bigger and better all the time it you had this and then you had people taking a different mentality of like wanting to be the thing and it starts to get like the decline point was when things people stopped caring about the place for having fun and started yeah. caring more about themselves and what they were doing and their achievements yeah and it felt to me when i was running the place solo and this was like after um you had left the creative team becky had left the creative team and it was essentially me running a lot of things yeah uh, with some assistance here and there for polls but it became a thing where i just started to isolate myself and that was a point where i started to dislike it more and more uh was just being in my own singular bubble yeah not trusting everyone fully and then, you know, like you mentioned that call, that was like the point where like there was drama and stuff going off with groups. And that was a pain to deal with on a day by day basis. Like I, you know, um, yeah. uh, that happened. And then, you know, other events happened, like uh, the passing of Jackson, which re was really the catalyst for me really starting to check out because that was yeah it's yeah, it's a, a wake-up call that this is like this yeah. is real life that you're dealing with and some people just yeah. some people and just aren't treating it you know how they should be that was like the point where it's like i'm spending a lot of time here in sl right like and i've done everything i really wanted to realistically do for vwe apart from getting it to wrestle series 10 but that happened and i was like i'm I'd have done, but then no one wanted to take it off me. Yeah, like, yeah. A year, and I felt trapped, and I hated it. Yeah, and you, you could have shut it down. I would have shut it. I would have shut the bitch down. You did more than like you did more than I would. I. The, the problem is, I, for me, the, uh, maybe this is like the wrong viewpoint. I was thinking more like, there's people here who are still in the Fed who are actually enjoying what they do. Yeah, and I don't want to take that thing away. No, that's from not. Because that's not a bad thing. Yeah, if yeah. VW closed, I didn't realistically yeah. think that'd be good options out it's there. similar to the way that we took over like for me personally i hate being referred to as the owner i also hate being referred to as a boss as boss and and sorry to anyone who refers to me as as boss it's it's not a big deal but like i just don't like being the person and it's different especially because i like you'd mentioned i did not ask to be in charge of vwe and like you there was nobody to take it um, I told this story on my podcast about how the Fed was dropped into my lap the day I got out of the hospital for day surgery. I was not coherent. <laughs> there was nobody else willing to take the reins. And so it was like it was either myself and Viola as the only two people who were at somewhat willing to step in or VW was going to shut down. And then we decided the plan was for it to shut down. We only decided to give it a try last minute because 
I don't know. We said, fuck it. Like, hell with it. Let's just give it a go and see what happens. Because from that point on, we were like, we don't care if, like, let's just try it. We don't care if the shows only get 20 people. We just want this small team of people. We would just want to have some fun with the shows and, like, let that be it. Not worried about politics or sponsors or anything like that. That's just what we wanted to do. Just as a small little team, we just wanted to say, let's put on some fun shows that we will enjoy and maybe some people will, you know, also enjoy. But what people need to understand is that Viola and I just want to wrestle in the Fed like every other person in the Fed. This is, however, the only option. Like, it is not a privilege being a Fed owner unless you want to own the Fed and hold authority over people, which is just something that I don't like. It's just not for me personally. I don't think Viola is either. Um, I'm just grateful that at least, like, the roster seems to just book itself. Like, I trust everybody on my team so much like to put their content together and just create their own storylines and and the only thing that i do that i think that i do is simply just organize the card so that it's cohesive and so people aren't doing the same thing like i get everyone's storylines we're looking and we're like okay is, are these all like you know will these all fit on the card and, and whatever it's just that like i'm not like sitting in a booker's chair coming up with all this crazy shit like it really just happens organically yeah which means that I just get to sit back and wrestle like I want to. That's all, that's all that I am personally interested in. So, yeah. yeah, owning feds, it's a whole thing. Like, it's a whole fucking thing. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm curious, like, okay, outside of owning a fed, like, how is your experience in the, in the community in general? Do you think there's, like, do you think there are like changes needed in this community or, or what do you like and dislike currently, you know, with the community? Uh, it's always one of those interesting things when you look at the community, because it's like, what community are we talking about here? Like, if we're talking about like, you know, VWE as a community itself, then I think VWE is fine. If we talk about like the wider community, you know, it's interesting because it's like, you have, there are some things which I really love about this uh, community, and sometimes it's just like really stuff you dislike and wish didn't exist. Yeah, hard to agree. Like, yeah, like I think outside of like seeing like what you should see in everything in the community, which is creativity and seeing wrestling and how other places do things. Um, that's something I like in terms of like seeing wrestlers themselves performing matches and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think one of the things I weirdly, I don't know, weirdly the word, but like one thing I really like is like how the community, when uh, push comes to shove on certain issues, uh, does come together and like bandies together. And that's when it feels more like a community. Um, like, for example, um, because I don't want to be negative on this stuff. Mm -hmm. The charity events that we see in our cell um, wrestling, I think are great, you know. Um, and as long as, you know, those continue to be charitable things where it's like, you know, we support good causes. Like, yeah. you know, um, like last year you did the um, uh, the charity Trevor project. Trevor yeah. project. Yeah. Um, and that was a really good cause. There's the um, um, victorious charity events that uh, Brooke Owens does that, yeah, raises money for mental health awareness. Yeah. And I, that's something that if anyone knows my real life um, aspect in history knows, that's a cause I really uh, care about. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's 
you know, it's it was one of the, so I ran the uh, charity event in um, 2020, which was like to raise awareness for the coronavirus and like how we could help out as a community. And it wasn't necessarily about raising money, although, if we, you know, I said like, hey, if you want to donate, donate locally, because I have a thing sometimes about um, donating in SL, which is this is more of a boot on a Linden lab here for a second. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that, you know, we have charity events in SL and then they have to cash out and they have to take a chunk of that money away that's been raised. And it makes me, I, it, this is like a call out to any charity event. Stop taking money in SL if we can and start raising money on like a website like Just Giving instead. Yeah. Where we know for sure it's going to other places and it's got better policies in place for like, let's say you, um, if you work at, say, like for me, I work at a workplace that does um, um, charitable giving. So it's like if you raise money for a charity and you provide that receipt for that donation to uh, the company, they will match it. And it's like there's stuff like that, which you yeah, can't we'll log look in into more. Yeah, I, I didn't le- I didn't even personally know until like I did my charity event for Trevor Project, like yeah. just because that that is the was the thing to do is take Linden's cash it out. But like I cashed out like I think 800 US dollars and the fee on that was so big. I was I ended up yeah. paying my own money to cover that fee so that it was like the exact amount was donated. But still, it kind of sucked, you know. Yeah. So things like that where it's like the community comes together or if like you know something yeah. bad happens the community gets together it's something i just it's, it's great the, yeah that's the, the parts those are the, the parts those are the parts that i like as well um yeah. but but the, not to sound like a broken record here not to sound like a broken record but the community does really need well if you consider yourself a part of the second life pro wrestling community which is like say an umbrella under there's a discord server and there's a facebook group and an an in-world group and if you're like advertising in those places and then you're considering yourself a part of the sl pro wrestling community so the community really does though need to step it up in terms of who you should be allowing within the walls like literally i have provided proof to the public the first episode of the podcast had a lot of unique viewers and it started a whole thing on Twitter where people were talking about accountability and sharing their experiences. And I thought that was fucking awesome. But it also just goes to show you how some people just truly do not care about the community while they advertise in it like and stuff. It's just crazy because like you're relying on the community to come to your shows. I put all of this information out there about how about how you harbor someone in your walls and allow them to profit off of the community while they have taken 50,000 linens from another fed. And for some reason that doesn't register in your head and you're kind of like, oh, uh, I'm in the wrong here. It's just like, it's crazy. Like if VWE, for example, stole, you were running FPW, say VWE stole 50,000 linens from FPW and you as the FP owner of FPW then see VWE is collaborating and continue to work with other feds. How does that make you feel as a fed owner or even like as a person in the community, right? The only people that the only people here that suffer are UFW. And like, I see everyone agreeing with me, like, yeah, that's super fucked up that the, you know, money was stolen and, and la 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 la. Then they stroll down to wildfire and they buy a fucking pair of SES gloves to put money directly into Seth's pocket or, or hey, let's give Wildfire a store at her sim so Seth can continue to rob the community that stole from another fed. It's just so fucked up, man. 
That's where the community needs to improve. If you say you're a part of this community, you're advertising in the Discord groups, you're advertising wherever, you know, is public for this community, then you need to support the community. Like, it's not a fucking hard concept. Support your fucking community. If, like, you want to be a part of it, then support it. Support it. This shit stinks, people, yeah. you know? Like, it's fucked up that, that a fed in our community is suffering, you know, but like, hey, we're not interested in, in doing anything about it. It's it, it's this whole yeah. thing. And like, I, I, I really don't want to make this a rant about, you know, the scamming again. Everyone knows the information's there, but it, like, and the people that are being quiet, obviously, you, like, quiet equals guilty at this point, you know, because people know they're guilty. But on a lighter note, like, I, I actually want to take a second to highlight the creators in the community that you should support. I don't know of all the creators, okay, sorry, but if you, uh, if you create stuff in this community with the goal to help the community, drop me a DM. You will get a free shout out on this podcast, I promise you. Um, I urge you to check out anything, anything that Natalie Sonnen does. Her brand, NMA, like, her stuff is fantastic. She's also such a nice person. Like, totally the type of person in this community that you should be supporting. I have paid her for a lot of custom fucking gear. And she yeah. probably, like, I she, I probably annoyed her. She probably like, fuck you, because, like, I, I bother her so much. But she's so awesome. And, like, check out Fight as well. Mo and Mikey, like, great again. You know, continue to create, like, next level products. They recently released uh, the the Ultimate X match, which, which I did animations for. There's a free pack. It's pretty cool. Um, and the stuff you could do with it is insane. Like, their tables pack and their ladders pack are essential. Like, if you still use those old SES ones, like, I highly encourage you to put those in the trash where they belong. Uh, check out, check these out because the quality difference, it's insane. Um, check out Stu's brand, Smark. Like, he does custom stuff for VWE all the time that I commission him for, and it always, it's always awesome. Like, his work is top-notch. Check out Black Dragon Animations. Mad Mike is a cool dude. Stuff is great. Derek Colt's vendor, Big Baby Animations. Like, it still holds up as well, and, and some stuff from Dominion holds up too. There's a lot of good people to support in this community, and if you're really for the community, like, uh, you can't just keep behaving like you're not. Yeah. It's it's interesting, and again, those they're all fantastic, and I think people should support every like possible avenue in general because it's like even like even the morality of uh, Team Wildfire aside, like as a like community, you don't want one group dominating things because uh, monopolies suck. That's just how it is in real life, as well. And so it's like, we should support those smaller creators. And it's because I was going to go into like my dislikes of the community. You kind of touched on a lot of it there. Like it's the morality blindness people have. That's one of the things I hate most because it's not just the team wildfire stuff. It's like sometimes feds will, for the sake of needing to have extra bodies on their roster, will, you know, take on people. Take anybody. Have yeah take anybody and there is real demonstrable evidence that has been provided to places where it's like these people have done pretty awful shit to people like yeah. and it's like and yet they will take them on board despite the evidence and it's like at the end of the day you're just rewarding what is shitty behavior yeah and it's like if you have any respect for your 
those people are going they are toxic people they you call it toxic for a reason because it will damage your place and down the line you know the same shit they've done in the past they will do again and you're just allowing that to yeah take it's, part. it's enabling the situation damaging itself. yeah it's enabling it's, and that's the thing like yeah I, I don't want to sit here and tear apart like a creator. Like, I don't want to tear apart Wildfire. Like, I think uh, Falcon is talented. Like, I, I do not want to take anything away from him. I used to work under his brand, and, like, he did great things for me. It, it's just more of the, the principle for me that you, like, openly partner with a brand, like, of a person who stole, like, 50,000 linens from a Fed that you used to be a part of or used to be, like, a, a big part of. I just think that's it's really fucked up. And then for no accountability to be like, oh, we should pay this person back. And you can sit there and be like, it's not my problem. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. Well, it becomes your problem when the person that you're taking on to partner with is the thief. Like, then it becomes your problem because partner, there you go. Like, if, if you're out there buying replica belts or, or anything like that, you are putting money in Seth's pocket and none of that money is going back to UFW. That was, it was stolen. Okay. That it's, it's like, it's not a crazy, I'm not trying to start drama again but it's just not a crazy thing this is real life it's it, you can say like second life whatever it's real life money like no no yeah. but not enough people are doing the right thing yeah um but but that's that like we you know all of the information's out there we don't need to talk on it anymore um yeah. but to like while we're on the uh real quick while we're on the topic of you know create creating uh, you and I are both creators in the community, so can we like quickly talk about the recent controversy about how creators in the community should essentially work for free? Which, which to me, by the way, is such a weird thing. Like, I think it was said mostly to get a point across that like SL wrestlers should be paid or whatever, and it kind of got all entwined. But what it just turned into is like, okay, so should I as an animator take custom animation orders, which take hours, by the way, hours of painful tedious work not to mention like animating yeah it's a trade not everybody could do it it's hard to learn which is why you pay for the service both the service and the time uh and when it comes to paying wrestlers to each their own i'm, I'm not going to tell anybody what they can and cannot do with their fed like if if it's successful for you please by all means but if you pay wrestlers i don't care um the fact that vwe covers the sim, which is 67k a month, around 250 US dollars. We cover the cost of the website, the Google Drive, whatever else VWE needs. Like I pays to, like you can attest, I pay you a bunch of money to record the shows, do graphics, all this sort of stuff. I'm paying you constantly for your work um, because it's a trade and it's a skill and it's not an essential. It's just something that we want. Um, yeah. We run on donations. There's no profit. There's no profit whatsoever. I have never withdrawn a single Linden that was VWE money for myself. Knock on wood, the last owner did not follow that rule. We provide this expensive platform for people to join for free. Give everybody a chance. You can come get some training. You can you can have fun. Like This is about fun only. I'm not going to open a fucking restaurant, okay, with the full intent for the, to not to turn a profit. And, and like in fact, for it, for it to cost me money. And then I hire staff to pay... And the fucking customers can come in and eat for free too. What kind of business is that? Like, I do not think so. Uh, yeah. I just don't think that wrestlers, like, for let's just say for VWE, VWE wrestlers do not need to get paid. They they have a free platform, and they have a chance to have fun with it. That's my two cents on it. Yeah, like for me, it's 
it's always kind of like when it comes to like creators and like it's a, it's a, yeah it definitely felt like an two arguments that got kind of crossed um and, it, and um wires a bit and it's like it's like different because it's like it's it depends on how things are for that community or whatever like if it's a community kind of thing like it's a like a thing like a wrestling fed i don't think the fed owners are obligated to pay the wrestlers if you know that's not a primarily a group designed at making profit or money yeah because at the end of the day like you say it costs money to run that place to run and the then place. if you're going to yeah. be expected to um you know pay um wrestlers it's going to become yeah. tenable but it's like a lot of those wrestlers will actually just donate to the place because they enjoy being yeah. there. Yeah. And that's like, that's just them putting their own commerce into that. But, you know, I don't begrudge any place that pays their yeah. wrestlers. That's their decision. Yeah. But it's like the creators, it's like, it's the creator's choice, in my opinion, for if they want to do something for free, that's up to them. If they want to charge people, that is also up to them. Like when I ran VWE, and even with Fusion, I would do videos and graphics for people for free. Yeah. Because I wanted to improve the thing I was making, which was helping this show look as good as it could be. Yeah. But when I look at things now, and like how I, when I started Smark, well, rebooted Smark in 2020, I started charging for some of my services. In fact, it started with uh, Premiere Wrestling when they wanted some logos done, because uh, it was just like an offhand request. I was like, you know what, sure. And... I've been expanding from there. And it's like everything in life in general costs money. And to me, I think the big key difference is with a Fed, like a wrestling Fed, you kind of know when you're doing something because you're committing to that time because you've joined a Fed and you're like, I'm going to wrestle at 2 p.m. SLT on a Friday. And I know I'm going to show up for that and do my match or prepare in the week or whatever, you know, with the people yeah. because it's my hobby. Whereas if you're a creator, you're taking time out of your day at an unscheduled point to make something for someone, and that's costing time, and you should be compensated for that. Yeah, that is like, 100% the point. Like, it is a hobby at the end of the day, and the thing is, like, you can come into the SO Wrestling community and, and do this completely for free. I'm talking, like, there's free animations out there. The HUD is free. VWE has stuff where we can, like, um, uh, free videos and stuff. Stu, I'm kind of getting feedback from you, or like I'm, okay. I'm coming through you. All right, I'm like down. coming through you. <laughs> okay, one sec. Uh, blah blah blah. Where was where? What was my point? Uh, it was like you can come into the community completely for free. Like you can wrestle for free. You can uh, get a free HUD. You there's free animations out there. You come to VWE trainings free. Uh, we have free basic videos you can have. You can get the whole package without spending a cent. Like you're not buying into this, but you're also not going to get paid for it. It's, it's not a ho It's, it's just a hobby. Uh, and like, kind of like what Stu said, like you, you arrange a time to meet up and write, like I'm having a decent time. Like I'm, I'm writing with, like, Cody Hooley. I'm, like, lighting up a spleef over here, and I'm, like, fucking... I'm vibing along as we, you know, put some creative stuff together. It's fun. Uh, but when it comes to animating, I'm telling you, I'm in the trenches, bitch. The moment I open up 
my fucking Q Avimator, I'm in the trenches because that shit is not easy. It's not fun. I'm taking time out of my day. I already work a 40 hour week and you know, like I'm providing a service and, and that's just it. Like I, I'm not going to act completely, you know, blind to his point where he's like, yeah, they perform. So like they should get paid. I, I get your point there. Like, but, but there's a big difference between paying creators and like paying wrestlers. Uh, you're volunteering and the, the whole thing is paid for, for you. You, with the fact that you're not running at a profit, uh, the whole thing's paid for you to come in and have some fun. That's that's just it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, I don't think even creators that that much really. If you really look at like the time hours and the stuff they work, either way, like it's still that's all creators by and large are undercutting what you may re you really should be paying them because they realize it's also a hobby for other people as well and mm -hmm. yeah like i guess a kind of good way to look is like you look at like a custom like logo for me that's what at most it's like five thousand lens i can tell you when i paid for an arena to be made for fusion uh that was in the thousands uh of us dollars to be built because yeah. those are people who actually rely on that pay. Whatever happened to that to arena? Stuff. It's different. Uh, it's uh, somewhere in uh, Becky's inventory. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Maybe it'll be resurrected on a sandbox one day. Maybe one day. Um, before we, like, eventually close this out, you know, there's been some... There, there's been some topics, uh, some drama, maybe, perhaps. Uh, so let's discuss, like... Why don't we discuss some of your, you know highlights you've seen in second life wrestling things you've liked uh wrestlers you like seeing perform matches you've enjoyed like give us something positive you know to end on like let's talk about it uh oh man you already put me on spot with this yeah. one because it's there's been so much um i've seen over the years that it gets hard to pluck out stuff without stuff being recency bias type stuff. Yeah, it's always like um, that, though. Yeah. It's like, if I have to pick literally something recent, it's going to sound like I'm kissing your ass a little bit here, but the Hell in a Cell match at, uh, uh, at Beach Brawl is, is a match that I think people in SL Wrestling should watch. Uh, purely, uh, not because it's like, yeah, not just, I should say not because it's a good match because it is a good match it's like it it's a really like good match but it's also the technical proficiency which is like the weird boring way to look at things but like the technical elements that made that match work is something i think other wrestlers should look at and aspire to be like how can i do something like this because you were doing stuff as like using a bunch of different scripts to make stuff happen and like little details of like animation that kind of stuff and those are the matches i really enjoy because i've seen so many wrestling matches that they all look the same sometimes yeah it's like you go back in time though and there's like great matches like um you know some of the mat like if, if i have to talk matches it gets a bit challenging but like stuff like you'd see with like christina and chloe uh becky's um matches as when she was uh isabel um uh, those matches are great obviously you're like 
history of work as well as Morgan slash uh, as Lily Martinez and some uh, that kind of stuff. And then even like going back to the original days and like like the, the, you see the stuff like Derek Cope were doing, uh, Brackman, uh, Wilder, uh, you know, Sam the Man, those guys with what they did at the time with a limited palette of like tools and stuff they did was amazing. Yeah. And it's like that evolution of things. It's like I can't pinpoint like some things, but like those names and like and now I've forgotten to mention people like Cody and uh, yeah, it, it, it becomes basically loads of people are great. And yeah, you should watch history. I won't take it as an ass kissing. I truly won't. And only because like I'll, I'll give more of a warning. Like, yeah, the match was really cool. Like it was theatrically laid out, like planned down to a point. Like we planned it like a month in advance. Um, but it was very taxing because I used like maybe 40 plus scripts to make everything happen. Um, and like I had to build stuff as well for it and then animate. So it was like, uh, I remember the week leading up to Beach Brawl, like I was finishing work and then I was sitting at my PC and building that match for like five days, like as a full time job. It's like, yeah not some people be like you're crazy but also like yeah it's a hobby and you know what it was raining that week okay it was raining that week i couldn't go out anyway um so yeah i did spend a lot of time on it and um but that kind of like that kind of thing is not exclusive to like me uh i have many favorites uh for me like i i really like to be surprised by matches like i like when people can take things to the next level and actually like innovate spots and things that i have not seen before like, my favorite match in that category I talked about last time was uh, Divine Hope and the Carson Brothers. They did that ladder match uh, at Wrestle Series because it just truly felt like the first time in SL Wrestling that scripting had advanced that much and it had been used to innovate spots that were, like, you could not possibly see before because the scripts just hadn't been invented. So, I like, I always like stuff like that. And I always credit Tracy for creativity. Um, and Tracy and Danny and Betty, like, for their triple threat match that they did... Um, at uh wrestle series as well like super creative and there's a lot of people that i love watching besides like those that i just listed like diamond club and austin brackman yeah. nile nightfire k pow dylan henry maxwell like uh outside of vw like i haven't seen a lot from uh smf yet like i've seen some stuff and his stuff seems like it like on the higher tier honestly and uh, alex of course um Yukitama and Becky. Yukitama is hugely underrated. Becky's not, I wouldn't say underrated, but Yukitama's underrated. Um, I'm of course, leaving some yeah. names out, but like, I admit I don't get outside my bubble a lot, and I will try to explore around so that I can later in other podcasts talk about other feds yeah. and wrestlers and matches. And I do have other plans for people from outside VW to come on the podcast and talk too. But yes. there's a lot of cool stuff about SL Wrestling. Uh, it doesn't always have to be, you know, bad and, and drama and this and that. Uh, I think just, like, I love, um, I equally love seeing people succeed, like, in their stuff. I'm always constantly, like, a person you can, like, reach out to if you, like, I don't know how to pull this spot off with, like, scripts or this or that. And, like, I, I'm always willing to help people um, because the more that, you know, people get out there and try new things with matches, take risks and stuff. Like the more you'll see it advance, I guess. And um, I like watching it. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it better than myself, really, to be fair. Yeah. It's just, that's the, like the thing for me. It's like, with wrestling matches as well, it's like, you can really tell when people go to that extra effort to make their matches stand out and pop. Because it's like, like you said, that took you a week, like the Hell and Cell match took you a week to prepare. And it's like, I wish sometimes, if it's like a pet peeve sometimes for SL wrestling people, it's like, you know, some people practice it or pre prepare their match and practice it the night before and that's it. And it's like, if you just spent more of the time, that's a, a lot of time. Because yeah. you know, a match is coming up. The stuff you could be doing is so, like, could be a yeah. lot better. I can, I, I can tell you, like, it, it doesn't, that makes it yeah. sometimes a little difficult for me um, um, yeah. in VWE as, yeah. as someone who, like, has to book. Because I have, uh, there's, like, I consider everyone in VWE, like, we're cool, we're friends. But, um, you know, sometimes I don't see, like, a certain level of, like, drive from some people that other people have. And as a result of that, like, they don't usually... Uh, succeed as much and you know as a friend you feel bad but like then you're kind of like well you need to see more you know yeah yeah um yeah preparation is key like even if sure. you yeah. can only take a couple hours or a few hours to prepare like it's better than nothing i think going out there unprepared is always the worst and i said this last week it's like it's an insult because you have people showing up to your show. Um, suddenly you're dealing with people's time and time is a valuable currency. So if you're going to have the opportunity to go out there and like there's people, you know, watching, you should have something that you have prepared and like that you are confident in and not something you're just like throwing out there. And it's like, well, I just wasted people's time. You know what I mean? It's uh, I, I like I will never people have lots of different styles and there's not one right way or one wrong way. But the, the one thing I think that where you can meet in the middle is that you, I, I like to see yeah. preparation from people. I really like to see people, um, even like go an extra mile if they can to, uh, to make sure something's going to work. Right. For sure. Yeah. It's like, just that's it. It's like, if you take passion in the craft of wrestling, it, everything you really want to come to you will eventually come to you. Yeah. But, uh, and just have fun while you're doing it. It's yeah. the main thing. It, yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be as nerdy as it sounds. You're like putting all this yeah. time in. Like, I work a full time job. I have a social life. Okay. In the summer, you cannot rip me from the outdoors. I just like to go out and skateboard. And. I still manage to have time or I still manage to figure out time that I can dedicate to, you know, something in SL wrestling. It, it's like, it, I consider it on my back burner, but I still, you know, want to make sure that the stuff that I put out there is positive and, and worth people's time. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, you're, this is the first time one of us was silent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you like, yeah. you weren't quite a wrestler. You were like, but as yeah. a viewer, um, I don't know. I find P 
people, you can be more resourceful as well. What really like kills a match for me is like very prolonged noob standing. If you're not the fastest yeah. typer, there are, there are ways to hide that. Throw on a cell. I just really don't like seeing people standing still for like long periods of time. There are obviously ways to like do this and, and make it look very fluid because like a lot of people do. And if it was ever my advice, it would be like, just try to be like conscious of the fact that you may be like noob standing. It happens. It happens, you know, but excessively yeah. and for like long periods of time, like, and also learn to learn to double rope shoot. I'm calling out Henry <laughs> Parker, Henry Parker, you poly pocket. In the next match that you have, Henry, like you better be poly pocket double rope shooting. I'm for real. I'm for real, man. But no, yeah, I mean like, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah. but but no, I mean like to challenge. What what? What if I try and figure out how to do a double rope shoot? If you can, if you can challenge. double rope shoot before Henry Parker, I'll give you a thousand <laughs> lindens. Oh, then something I might try and learn that then. But no, I mean, again, there there are there there may always be things that you do not know how to do. And Henry, you know what, Henry, if you never learn how to double rope shoot, that is fine because you are very very entertaining. So I will not mess with your groove, man. I will not mess with your groove. I will not mess with your your nature. You know your balance. If you can't double rope shoot, okay, man, it's fine. But like. Yeah, you no, it's fine. But I, still, I, I'd like to make this challenge anyway. Stu, if you can learn to double yeah. rope shoot before Henry and proof is posted, I will. Uh, I'll pay you a thousand minutes. All right, sounds good. All right, I might pay someone a thousand minutes to play my avatar, but we'll, go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't let Becky play on it because you know she won't be able to pull it off yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a botching diva. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think that our time is probably just about up. So uh, in closing, um, all I have to say is support good people, uh, support your community, uh, get out there, watch some matches. I'm going to... Audacity, that's the term of the day. Pertaining to a way a kind of person behaves. A description, mm, how would you word it? Maybe it's guts or just being assertive.